This is a journey in faith, food, and fitness. You're listening to the Man of Fit Podcast. Does what you put in your body really matter? Can proper nutrition affect healing? Why you should always pay attention to what you eat? Come, listen, and join the discussion. The Man of Fit Podcast. Hello, friends. Hello, family. Welcome back to the Manfit Podcast. We got a kind of an exciting um, episode for y'all today, a different episode, uh, if nothing else. Um, but we'll kind of get to some of that as we uh, get towards the end. So um, listen to the whole whole uh, recording. Uh, but it's been a while since we've actually, since me and Jay have actually been able to sit down and record um, slightly due to some sickness going around in my family. Um, we're all doing well now, but, uh, just recovering from this gosh, awful cold spell that's been coming through. Yes. Um, how have y'all been doing over there, Jay? Uh, we, we've experienced the same. So yeah. we've had our run of the cold. We've had our run of RSV. Oh, so it, it's, it's been a rough one. Yep. 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 But with that came a lot of like to to our family. So um, again, we'll talk about that as we move forward. Uh, but today um, is Monday of Thanksgiving week. Mm-hmm. Um, man, exciting uh, to finally be at Thanksgiving. A long year has come. A lot of exciting stuff for both of our families. So a lot to be thankful for about this year. Um, but we're, since it is Thanksgiving, what do you do on Thanksgiving? You talk about food, you eat food. Um, so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about nutrition. Um, really we haven't done an episode over just straight nutrition. So that's kind of exciting. This is kind of our first big one. Um, so we're piggybacking on all that we've been doing the past few weeks. Um, really this past month, um, talking about school age, the youth, especially as they're participating in sports. Um, and really what we want to talk about today is kind of like, what do we need to be doing as parents? What do we need to be thinking about as athletes when it comes to participation in sports, which goes outside of just uh, the participation, but kind of the, the groundwork that we, what we put in our bodies mm-hmm. will come out, you know, the old saying, you are what you eat. Uh, mm-hmm. And when that comes into to sports, um, it's very, very true. You know, if you put crap in your body, you're going to have crappy performance most times. Yep. Uh, what are your thoughts on all that, Jay? Man, it really kind of it really triggered my mind to think back towards like parents and food because it's so easy to crack open a bag of chips or just sit here and pop open a box of goldfish and just pour it into a bowl and just yep. hand it to a kid. But um, when, when, when we obviously stop and think about it, we're just handing salt, carbs, and uh, fatty oils. And yep. it's, it's not the v- best well-prepared set. And anytime that we really um, make some good food for our bodies, it takes time. Yep. And uh, it takes preparation. And it takes a mindset. It takes a, a deliberate attempt to sit here and provide something. And that's that's a... When you were talking about how parents in school and parents in uh, athletics, and I was like, man, food is all the same. And what's yep. interesting is you're right. It's the week of Thanksgiving. We we take one whole day, and it is very common that this whole day is dedicated to cooking. Yep. And it is 
preparation of the food to make it the tastiest to to not to not go to the store or to the restaurant and like pick up a meal but to sit there and adequately go get the ingredients and do this and so i think that's a pretty good um episode to sit here and like talk about on multiple lines yeah no i think it uh kind of fall on a, a perfect um week um because we are all you know all last week leading up to this week our patients would be like, what are y'all doing for Thanksgiving? What y'all mm-hmm. eat? What's yeah. your favorite Thanksgiving uh, meal? Or what, what's the one thing your family always cooks? So um, it's definitely a big topic around this time. You know, sadly, we kind of lose the side of Thanksgiving. You know, we we try, we try focus more on the food part versus the family get together and the being thankful part. Um, but, you know, our bodies are a machine. Um, and just like any machine you know, you need the right fuel to make it run well, you know, just like in a car, if you put the wrong oil or the wrong gas, you can ruin that engine um, Mm -hmm. and the car becomes basically useless. Um, So nutrition is the fuel to our body. We need to be fed adequately in order to function at high levels and really in order to avoid injuries. Um, And so we could go into like huge depths um, about nutrition and we could break down, you know, do episodes about breaking down all micronutrients, macronutrients, uh, but we're just, I mean, we just don't want to have the time to do that. Um, so we're going to kind of talk today a little bit about the three main uh, nutrients and the three main really macro nutrients, um, carbohydrates, proteins, and fats, uh, because that's really, you know, what you want to have a good balance for uh, to allow your body to uh, perform at high levels and, and to recover. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so um, starting off with like athletes, I mean, the biggest, the biggest thing that they want to sit here and think about is like, they think protein, 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 protein. And while yes, our muscles are sit here and designed to uh, utilize protein to grow and to heal and to sit here and basically utilize, but there, there is a timing component to it. I mean, when we're about to go take the field, take the court, take the rink, whatever you want to say um, for, for the sport, loading up on protein and solely protein is probably not the best, best idea. When we're sitting here and thinking of right before competition, we definitely want to consider uh, some carbohydrates, some of those fast sugars, but we don't want to sit here and solely eat 100% carbohydrates. Yeah. So when we're looking at uh, carbs and proteins and then fats, and you look at carbs and think of those as the fast burners. And so it's a way to sit here and get you energy and get it quick. And so think about like eating an apple, eating a banana. Those kinds of things give you fast energy. Same things with like spaghetti or sitting here and eating some um, some bread or, or a piece of toast or a bagel. All those are just good ways to sit here and get fast energy. And I would encourage y'all to sit here and consider utilizing that on a higher percentage right before you go into sport and then following that up with some kind of fats and the fats, they also will burn, but they think of those as a slow burner. And so when you're thinking of going into competition, you don't need to stock up on protein because you haven't technically broken down anything to build it back up. So we want to sit here and think of utilizing the sources of energy that 
burn. And so you're thinking a mix of carbs and fats. But don't get me wrong. Putting some protein in the mix with that would be good and would be a wise choice because you're not going to be able to eat protein while you participate in your competition. So when you're looking at a meal before uh, competition, you're thinking of a conglomerate of the two, but you're trying to be choice. Um, you're trying to be very picky with your choices, and you're probably looking more along like a. 50% carbs, and then a split of, of, I would say, 30% fats and about 20% protein. And that should sit here and get you spiked for the game, give you something to sit here and last during the game, and also help go ahead and get your system primed and ready to start healing. Yeah, no, I, I can't agree more. You know, the, um, where is it? The National Strength and Conditioning Association in the American College of Sports Rec, uh, medicine um, recommend kind of pretty much what you just said. You know, we want to be thinking more about the carbohydrates, especially before um, we go into um, the actual activity. But really, there, you know, it's like you said, it's not right before we're looking at like one to two hours before uh, the exercise begins. You want to start getting in some of those carbohydrates uh, and then afterwards kind of 30 minutes to an hour after participating, that's when they're like, okay, let's get in some of that protein. Um, still get your carbohydrates, but let's get in some of that protein because uh, we just broke down muscle um, and we need to help build it back up. Um, and so um, they have different like recommendations of like grams per body weight that you should be thinking about um, doing. Uh, the big thing, um, if you're just in a high, intens- high intensity athletic time period. So last week we kind of talked about like periodization and stuff like that. Um, so if you're in season, uh, they kind of really talk about doing about six to 10 grams per day of carbohydrates. So the idea is that if you have, if you're a 185 pound um, male, you'd get somewhere between 420 to 840 grams of carbohydrates per day. Um, that's kind of the idea to when you're in season. Uh, for those who like to count carbs and grams and all that, I personally don't. But I don't um, either. But but not a lot. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, as for like other things, I don't really have a breakdown like Jay kind of mentioned. He gave a good kind of idea of percentages, but I do have a breakdown specifically for if you're looking at workout purposes. So if we're looking at, say, we're bodybuilders or say we're out of season, we're looking to increase that muscle mass, uh, then that's when you would prioritize a higher protein uh, percentage, but it's really not super high. So you're looking at pretty much an even split across the board, but you're looking at around 40% protein intake, uh, 30% carb intake and 30% fat intake, uh, is what would be the ideas. And Jay kind of, uh, mentioned earlier, some good examples of what would be good things to eat. You know, some of your carbs, uh, you're looking at, um, you know, he gave you like apples, stuff like that. So fruits, vegetables, whole grains, uh, beans, lentils, those are really good in carbs. Uh, and then your proteins, you know, you want your meat, your fish, white meats are really good. Eggs are really good. 
uh, seeds, nuts, and then fats is really where we're getting our vitamin A, vitamin E, vitamin D, vitamin K. Um, and there's two forms of fats. I won't dive too much into them, but there's the monosaturate fats, which are a high concentration. Um, are they highly concentrated? You can find them in like avocados, peanut oil, stuff like that, versus your polyunsaturated fats where you can find in fish, black seeds, walnuts. Yeah. Um, I will say that the importance between knowing the two is when it does come to healing, polysaturated fats uh, contain a lot of omega-3s, which aren't naturally formed in the body. Uh, we have to get them through um, dietary means, and they can help control what are called free radicals. Um, and free radicals, just in the simplistic of uh, terms is these floating kind of particles that when you get an injury and you have inflammation, uh, they just kind of start attaching to healthy tissue and can kind of start breaking down those healthy tissues, um, especially around the joint line um, on tendons and stuff like that. So helping control that can help decrease risk of injury and really decrease our health recovery. Uh, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, all in all, um, you really want more of a, like Jay was saying, more of a carbohydrate-based um, kind of diet versus protein, which is typically thought of in the sports environment. Yeah. And then uh, I would also, I'm, I'm curious on your thoughts, Jesse, about uh, a similar mindset with over the course of a day. And so like... Um, when, when we're thinking of structuring maybe just a traditional day, um, there's a lot to sit here and say of when you sit here and have a larger meal. And so in the middle of the day, it's probably not the best to sit here and load up with the largest amount or the yeah. largest plate because you're trying to stay active during the day. And so like we sat here and we're talking about earlier, proteins and fats and complex carbs and uh, those, those kinds of things are difficult for your body to break down, but it yeah. will, it just takes time and energy. And so if you're thinking of your day as an athlete, you can sit here and you can wake up and you want to sit here and get that body started quickly. But at the same time, you need to sit here and give it a solid sustenance. So yeah. it would be really good to sit here and have like a, a big healthy breakfast that is quickly um, started with a carbohydrate of some sort. And then you have a lighter lunch and that it sits here and... Um, kind of like a salad or some yogurt with some fruit or some um, stuff that your body can burn off quickly. And then after that, at dinner, you can sit there and you can have a heavier meal again because your body is now going to go into a rest mode and a repair mode. So I think, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, um, I think in terms of recovery, uh, maybe when it gets into like an injury or if you're in off season and you're working out a lot, I think that sounds pretty, pretty smart, pretty dead on. But um, I actually think that I'm all for exactly what you said. Like in the morning, you need to have pretty much your biggest meal. You need to sit there. That's where we can get a lot of our good proteins, our good saturated fats, our good, um, our unsaturated fats, sorry, our good, um, carbohydrates that are, like you said, are easily digestible. And I think for the most part, m most people 
like those types of food in the morning. I mean, we see it all the time. Like right now, the avocado toast is a really big uh, yeah. kind of breakfast item or like um, with the egg on top or a sunny side up or whatever, a fried egg. Um, so I think it's just like a big thing in our, our culture right now that people like that balance. Um, I've always, um, I don't want to say always, but maybe for the past, you know, five plus years or so, um, I've always been told that, uh, in the morning you eat like a king at Mm -hmm. lunch, you eat like a prince. And then at night you eat like a peasant. And so as you go, like you said, the biggest meal should be in the morning. That's where you need all your energy for the day. Um, at lunch, you want to kind of get that sustained a little bit more energy for the afternoon. And then at night, your body still kind of digests and breaking down all that you've stored up. Uh, so you don't necessarily need as much. And so you eat a little bit of a lighter meal at night, um, which is also very good when you think about, um, you know, our day and age, we, we kind of err on the side of being overweight, stuff like that. So, um, it helps you kind of control that because that's where extra uh, food in source uh, gets kind of transferred into um, kind of this quote unquote kind of like bad fat um, at right. night for extra storage. And so um, if you don't have extra uh, nutrients or extra food that needs storing, then you don't obtain yeah. extra fat. Well, I mean, I think that you're you're also hitting on to another uh cultural kind of like phenomenon that's going on is all the the intentional fasting that's going on. Mm-hmm. But the with what you are literally just describing, eat as a king in the morning, eat as a prince at noon, and then eat as a peasant or a pauper at at night it helps graduate or taper down the food and then what's crazy is the original term of the first meal of the day is breakfast and if you split that word up it's break fast Mm. and you're breaking the fast and what 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 does that mean Mm. you're breaking the fasting portion of your 24-hour digestive cycle and the intent is that there is about eight hopefully you're getting eight hours of sleep but i don't know (laughs) But hopefully there's about eight to 10 hours that you don't eat. Now, if you're an average person, you're probably going to be getting probably about six and a half, maybe seven to hopefully nine hours on the weekend of sleep. And whenever you go through that and you sit here and if you were to eat a large meal at dinner, which now I'm going to sit and sound like I'm recalling what I'm saying earlier, (laughs) but with the method that Jesse is talking about, if you sit here and you eat less, then you actually go into a fasting, um, a more like fasting. I know that there's evidence that you need up to 12 hours to actually receive the, the fasting benefits that has hit the research, but your body will still have a better chance of obtaining that level. And then your, your body is actually seeking nutrients as you wake up to be refueled by your large meal in the, in the morning, instead of it, like Jesse said, trying to sit here and finish the meal at 4 a.m., literally just to be plugged up with more to start the whole process again. So I thought that was pretty interesting and kind of um, not mind-blowing, but the the term for breakfast is actually uh, intentional for fasting. 
Well, friends, we just finished up talking about a little bit of the macronutrients of the proteins, the carbs, and the fats. Kind of discussed a little bit of the design of eating throughout the day. and uh, But one thing that we haven't really sat and talked about is uh, what does the diet kind of look like whenever you are injured? And like what happens when you do pull your hamstring or strain your calf? Or what happens when you injure your shoulder or how does, how does fueling the tank with the right kind of foods sit here and best sit here and direct you towards a successful outcome in, in the end. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So really at the fundamental level, the goal of rehabilitative like nutrition is to provide enough calories and protein to kind of aid wound healing uh, and really prevent the loss of body mass. Uh, some other goals may include like modula- modulating inflammatory and immune responses, um, enhancing control of blood glucose levels and providing macro and micronutrients to optimize the recovery and healing process. Uh, but like I said, the main goal is to really prevent that muscle loss uh, that, that will occur when you get injured. Um, and so what happens when you get injury, when an injury occurs is you get this inflammatory response that uh, kind of increases the energy demands, the glucose demands, and really the body temperature. Uh, and as these all increase, uh, so does the demand for amino acids, uh, which amino ha- acids help support wound healing, tissue remodeling, and the glycemic uh, control. Uh, so what, what we are finding in research is actually that a higher protein diet uh, that is spread out evenly across the day with adequate complex uh, carbohydrates have been shown to help decrease the typical muscle mass loss seen uh, mm-hmm. after an injury process and prevent the inflammatory process from continuing and get into that chronic inflammatory loop cycle that uh, actually tends to happen more often than not after recovery. Um so basically what you're looking at is um, increasing your your protein uh, from that 40% to really about 50%, uh, maybe 60%, but even but distributing it evenly across the day. So we kind of talked about, ended our last segment about, you know, eating like a king in the morning, a prince at lunch, and then a peasant pauper, you know, at night. Uh, but really you want that to be kind of maybe a prince throughout the whole day um, mm. that you're kind of giving yourself enough time, one, to break down everything, uh, but two, uh, again, the amount that you need in. Yeah. And so um, I couldn't have said that any better. So I, I would sit here and just add that when you're looking at the protein and like what kind of proteins that you're having, um, when you look at the store, you always sit here and see like whey, whey protein. And that protein is the basic basic buildup of what protein is, and it's the fastest that can be utilized in the body. And so when you're considering when you're injured of what kind of proteins that you want, you want to consider the simplest forms so that you can quickly place it into your body, whether you're at rehab or you're at the athletic trainers or you're at home, you want to consider getting that in there so that your body can utilize it the fastest. So when thinking of protein and injured, think of more whey protein. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is interesting you bring that up, though, because um, there is a interesting study that has shown that Cray monohydrates, uh, or creatine monohydrates, sorry, um, ha- as a dietary supplement um, has shown to help, one, maintain overall muscle mass and, and strength. But since we're in football season, uh, it has shown that it can help prevent traumatic brain injuries, which a concussion is a mild form of traumatic brain injury, for those who don't know, um, and help improve bone health and neuromuscular function. Um, so from a preventive point of view, um, having a creatine monohydrate kind of in your diet um, could be beneficial to help you not only recover, but help you prevent injuries. Now I do want to caveat and say, like, I would recommend talking to a doctor about this before adding it in. Um, especially everything that we, we have been talking about, you know, we're not nutritionists, but, um, our degrees do allow us to discuss nutrition and, and give guidelines and recommendations. But you also, you always want to confirm with your doctor that it would be okay. And as an athlete, you want to sit here and check your regulations as yes. well, yeah. because over the course of the years, those have always changed um, yeah. because I, I know that creatine did have a big spike in the early 2000s. Um, and then now is to some extent not allowed in concentrated forms yep. um, for athletic purposes in like high school athletes and I'm not too sure about collegiate athletes, but uh, e- either way, the uh, the research out there to help is great. But please, please, please make sure that you know what you're consuming because there are rules on what you can. And th- there's a reason for the rules. There really is. Um, yep. But um, that is a really interesting study. Yep. I completely agree, Jay. Completely agree. Uh, one last thing I want to talk about, you know, there's really not much more to add when it comes to the injury perspective. Uh, it's just making sure that we are getting more of protein. Um, and really depending on what your injury is, um, that's when you want to dive into more of a higher protein diet. So if it is more of a tendon, muscle, uh, kind of contractile tissue issue, then that's probably when you want more of a protein uh, increase. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, I think what we talked about in the first segment is going to help you kind of heal just as well as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. As long as you're listening to your medical um, advisors and stuff. But uh, a big thing that we'll talk about is omega threes and omega sixes are really, really important when it comes to control and inflammation. Um, our bodies can easily get in this chronic inflammation cycle. Um, I don't have the statistics, but a few years ago I was told it was somewhere around like 60% will like jump into a, a full kind of chronic cycle, uh, because we just think it's going to go away. Um, a lot of patients will just say, Oh, I was just sore and I, it just never got better. And then it got worse. Well, you never fully healed from that original inflammatory cycle. So now you're stuck in this cycle. And so omega threes, omega sixes, like we mentioned at the end of last segment, help control those free radicals, uh, which um, if you don't help kind of get those free radicals out, like we mentioned, they can kind of stick to tissue, to stick to tendon, stick to bones and kind of start deteriorating those over time. Um, so that would be my just encouragement. You could get that in fish oil. You can get that in uh, concentrated cherry juice. Um, you can get that in turmeric, anything like that. Again, I would talk to your doctor before actually doing all that, um, but uh, those can help kind of 
um, what's the word? Kind of help in the recovery of process and return to play. All right, welcome back. Um, we just kind of finished talking a little bit about nutrition, kind of hopefully give you all an idea uh, as athletes, as recovering patients, what may be needed in your diet. Uh, as promised, we talked about there was something to come at the end of um, our uh, episode today. Um, and it's kind of a bittersweet uh, kind of topic that we're going to talk about uh, with the injuries, uh, or injuries, with the sickness and everything going on. Um, and really just with, um, the amount of time that we, we have to put into this and take away from, uh, growing families, growing, uh, businesses, stuff like that. Um, we have decided that at this time, it's probably going to be best if we step away for a while. Um, it may be something that we are able to come back to in the future, but as the, yeah. at, at this time, uh, it's not really a feasible option, um, especially with the holidays coming up. And we don't want to do y'all a disservice where y'all are waiting months uh, to hear back from us without us saying something. Uh, so um, that's what this last little bit is about. Um, I do want to say that uh, for me and Jay both, this is a this this podcasting has never been our forte has never been something that came easy to us. It was our, our way of jumping out um, of our comfort zone uh, to one, spend time together, but to, to uh, be able to maybe try to interact with a community, um, a culture that we think needs a change um, in these areas. Um, and we hope that we've provided that for some of y'all. We know we've definitely saw some uh, changes in our own lives that, Hopefully we stick with and, and continue and, and help our, our families grow. Um, but, you know, ending this um, is not a failure. Um, it's a learning, a growing experience when you step out um, and do something new. And maybe it's something that doesn't last very long. Um, it's never a failure as long as you you give it your, your best go um, and then um, learn from it. Because everything we do, we're, we're learning who we are and, and what we're called to do. And so um, at this time, this is just not not our calling anymore. Yeah. But we do want to sit there and say thanks for those that, that did listen. And uh, as long as you have been listening with us, we, we've definitely enjoyed that time that we've gotten to share with you and share the information that we've had with you. Um, like Jesse said, this isn't something that this isn't necessarily goodbye, but at the present stance, it's, it's not the right time for us to continue on. Um, as for me, I thoroughly enjoyed the opportunity to provide y'all with different information. Um, hopefully you found it unique and hopefully it sparked an interest in you. Um, I also hope that, uh, you reach out, um, to, to seek out more of that knowledge, to sit here and direct and further your own life and further your own intuition and further your own um, just kind of desire to improve. Um, we, don't, we don't improve by not seeking out and we don't improve by just sitting and doing nothing. Um, we're always looking to learn 
And as humans, we're always trying to find patterns. We're always trying to find improvements. We're always trying to find ways to um, just improve where we're at. And that's what makes us blessed by God. And so I I really hope that uh, something that you took away from our seasons and our podcasts can stick with you so that you can uh, further on direct your life. Um, But as for me, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, I appreciated the time and the listening years and y'all tuning in for us. And I hope that everything that y'all found can be applied and is applicable. But as for me, um, may God bless you and keep you. And may he let his face shine upon you. And till next time, have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Man Fit Podcast. It has been an honor to join you on a journey in faith, food, and fitness. If you want to reach out and give your support, check out our Facebook at uh, ManFit Podcast or email us at ManFit22 at gmail.com. And as always, may God bless you and keep you.